Welcome to Build Beyond Bricks, the Western Sydney Community Forum podcast. A place to learn, share, connect and explore using analysis and insights to lead and shape the future of communities. Welcome everybody to our platform, which is, as you heard, all about building communities. So my name is Billy Sankovic and I'm from the team at Western Sydney Community Forum and I'll be your host for for today's conversation. So today is is one of our COVID-19 specials and as part of these specials, we'll be unpacking the impacts of COVID-19 on agencies and particularly community services agencies in Western Sydney. And these are the agencies that are at the forefront of supporting people who are experiencing vulnerability and, and crisis. And as part of the specials, we'll also be sharing our ideas, sharing our thoughts, and our tools and our experiences. And in this way, what we're hoping is that we can support each other in being able to service local communities across Greater Western Sydney. So thanks for joining us today. And our guest today is Andrew Paik. And Andrew is the director from Westcare Community Services based in um, in Penrith. Andrew, welcome and thanks so much for being with us today. Great to be with you, Billy. Thanks for inviting me on today. You're really, you know, on the ground working with communities that are going through it tough at the moment and not only at the moment but at other times as well. You know, it's uh, we've been around for a while. Um, yeah, 40 odd years actually out west here in Penrith and yeah. uh, you go through a bit but this you know, current season is yeah, particularly unique. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, certainly I've been talking to many, many colleagues in the last couple of weeks and, and one in particular said to me, geez, we're just bumbling through. No one has the answers. We don't know. Andrew, uh, just to kick off, I mean, tell us a little bit about Westcare Community Services. So you're based in Penrith and what, what sort of programs do you work on and offer? Yeah, we've got a fairly broad uh, service portfolio, um, both direct, uh, client direct and indirect supporting and working with other services, so quite broad. You know, the whole emergency relief service, that's been a foundational service for many years. We're in domestic violence, accommodation and support, um, correctional care, mental health, um, have an op shop, we've got wellbeing workers in school, so so quite a broad portfolio. Our, our whole mission is really, is simply local needs met by local people. So as, you know, key needs are identified, we sort of work together to um, see those met. So, so quite a broad um, uh, range of activity out west here. Andrew, how you know how has COVID nineteen and the restrictions and the situation at the moment impacted on your on you know the way you deliver services? Quite significant in some areas. It's actually uh, quite or directly closed uh, some avenues. Um, our emergency release service offices, well, it's technically um, as a storefront service closed, which is a big, big move for us. That was out of left field. Yeah, absolutely. And that's no doubt had a significant impact on your on your clients and your users yeah. of that service. No doubt about that. There was a like facilities-based confined spaces, volunteers, a lot of elderly volunteers. There's all kinds of reasons it had to go that way. But it's just caused a few shifts. So we've sort of shifted that focus into other areas. And um, a lot of our clients 
how would you say, do the rounds, if you like. So we know other places where they go. So as other services are being affected in that emergency relief side of things, we're really increasingly focusing on resourcing other teams. And not only that, we've shifted things behind the scenes. So we're actually, we are doing a lot of direct assistance in that area, just not like it was more partnering with other organisations to have a a direct um, engagement in other ways, yeah. Yeah, and have you got um, sort of one particular example around a a partnership that you've moved into in the last couple of weeks just to really address the stuff that's going on? Oh, yes, there's several. I mean, uh, from early on, to be honest, when I first saw those pictures of those supermarket shelves being empty and I saw a, the, the thought was there, then I saw an image on social media somewhere of an, of an older older gentleman just standing there looking at the empty shelves. Um, that just, yes. to be honest, so oh, yes. we really did a push in that elderly thing. So, for instance, in our building, there's a great organisation, um, the PM Volunteer Services, as an example uh, they have teams who visit, like they have 38 isolated elderly members of the community. They have a program. So suddenly they had to stand all their volunteers there. And, uh, but some of the staff there were visiting. So we've come in there and we've resourced them with food, toilet rolls, all that kind of thing. That's an example. You know, we're their friends of ours. We're in the same building, but we've never partnered like that before to meaningfully reach like a high need group, you know, yeah. in our community local churches um, who have a real access into high-need people in the community. Uh, we're sort of partnering there. Other DV services. So one of the refuges contacted me um, to say that their fruit and veg supply just closed down, closed down. So now we've got an access there where every week we're sort of partnering with them, delivering to them. Those kinds of things. It's um, every, every day opens up, well, so far, new opportunities to partner in new ways. And we're excited about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess it just sort of shows how services are really facing issues that they haven't faced before. It is new. It is different. We we just don't know. And, and really being able to work together on the ground sounds to me like it's been a real benefit for both you at Westcare Community Services and also for other services like the Refuge and, and Nepean um, Volunteer mm-hmm. Services. Were there any sort of key strategies that you had to spend specifically put in place when when things changed quite rapidly about a week and a half or two weeks ago? Certainly. On on different sides to it, because there's, there's obviously our, uh, for want of another word, like distribution channels, but there's also the supply line side of things. <laughs> yeah. And we soon realised that, I mean, we're long-term partners with Food Bank, OzHarvest, Second Bite, other providers, and we found the range of food material, uh, Grocery items changed a lot. So suddenly, pasta sauce, which has been a staple forever, is yeah. suddenly pretty much unavailable. And we find those kinds of things. So we had to change some things there and look at new supply lines. And it's been one of the most pleasing things to happen is we've tapped into new streams and suddenly yeah. we're, we're resourcing. So that was a big one for us, uh, like our range of food and grocery and personal items uh, changed and we had to, to look for new channels, which I'm 
uh, delighted to say that it's been quite successful in this last week or so. With all these these changes and, um, you know, creating opportunities as well and taking us in new places that we just sort of really didn't think about before or didn't know existed. And was there any particular groups traditionally that you supported, that you work with, that you have found you just weren't able to, to reach out or shift your service? Um, and as a result, you're, you're worried about them. Yeah, there's certainly, certainly frontline's continually going to be our face-to-face client base. That just remains that concern. But also our, a lot of our partners, some very early on in the piece went uh, non-face-to-face. So we had to make adjustments there. And what did you do? Bit, you know, just explored like... Uh, we work with a lot of social workers with practical resourcing, um, with, with housing services who are setting up new people. We run a program called the P and Home Start program. Suddenly, some of the services we work with um, had a, a work from home basis, so no public access. So we've had to just, on a service by service basis, work through a plan that works. So they will make exceptions. For instance, we've had to negotiate that through where they will come and, uh, you know, pick these items up, et cetera. So yes. on a case-by-case, we've negotiated, if you like, yeah, the, the, the requirements to get these items to the clients that need them the most right now. So yeah. it's a case-by-case basis. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's that bumbling along, isn't it? Yeah, finding ways day-to-day, finding new yeah. people to work with and new ideas. Andrew, um, did you find as a result of these changes that you had to make and you have to think through, not just in the last two weeks but day-to-day, were there any additional resources or new skills that you or your team had to, had to develop rapidly? Yeah, well, certainly in the technology area. <laughs> I'd never actually used uh, Zoom yeah. and other... other <laughs> that's obviously been a biggie. Um, also, like even remote, because um, our team's only working at the office when they really need to, obviously. So a lot of at home. So the biggest thing we've... I mean, we've been pretty well set up uh, with systems anyway, but uh, that's obviously a, a big one. <laughs> it's yes. um, just migrating it team to work remotely and uh, under the new regimes. That would be the big one there. But but otherwise, and it's uh, the other thing is just continually uh, learning or exploring what our other partner organisations doing. As I mentioned before, we're adapting to that. You know, if they go non face to face, or if they they've lost half their team, or this kind of thing is it's it's just adapting to that and saying, oh, okay, and just resolutely finding a way to make practically make the, the the interaction engagement work like you say literally every day at the moment we're just having situations where we just need to continually adapt and explore new ways to make things work yeah yeah and just <laughs> learning on the run so so here we are sort of a couple of weeks in uh you know you've made some changes you're learning every day have you got some thoughts about your next steps in this sort of new way of working uh, for Westcare Community Services? Because as we know, this situation might, uh, we might be experiencing this for some time yet. A lot of it is because we have such a, like a broad range of activity as well. So um, our big thing is looking at each area and looking how we can adapt. And the, of course, the circumstances change, the boundaries change on a daily basis. The daily, weekly basis. So, our well-being workers. We've got four well-being workers in schools, and every one of them at the moment are active in there. But it's like, 
What's the next step in that area? Can we resource them to, to do the remote connections with the high-need students through relationships with the schools? With our correctional care activities, obviously we can't go into jails, but our, our teams have a real good, strong relational connection there. Is there ways to explore that? We don't know yet. They're, they're on our uh, pressing, pressing to-do list. So it, I know I use these words a bit, this continual exploring and adaptation we just set our team just fresh eyes every day, fresh eyes, and share it around so we're bouncing ideas off each other. Even go outside, you know, outside of our own little world and and uh, just talk to others. That's why these kinds of things are good, what we're doing right now. It just gets the conversation out and uh, we all look and learn from each other, don't we? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think one of the key messages that I'm hearing from you is certainly about those links. Like you say, those conversations, those links, looking yeah. at um, new people to work with that uh, maybe in, in, in when, when times are different, um, your colleagues, but you might not be sharing resources. So that idea of sharing resources um, and capacity capacity has been really important. Um, Andrew, finally, uh, so if you had one sort of learning or suggestion based on your experience and what you've done, or at least started in the last couple of weeks, to share with, with your colleagues in terms of how to deal or dealing with this situation, what might that be? I think if I had to sum that up, I would simply say, look, just don't be a silo. You know, we exist in a community, so let's be a like an active member of, of the community that we always, community groups say where we're in. Let, let's not be that silo. Let, let's be looking to interact and engage and, and serve, really. That's a key word, that, that concept of serving one another in the community. That's where the magic is happening with us in this past week or two. I can tell you that right now. Um, our, yeah. our, as a service, obviously, we're there, but people are organizations at the moment very much they're looking at the opportunities and they're serving within that and that's where the magic is happening that's where our every one of our big wins has come from within that if you're just a standalone isolated kind of independent organization it's just not going to work for you but if you've got that commitment to be part of that community you're in you'll see the doors open up yeah. yeah. Andrew, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to um, to talk to us today. I know that it's been busy. I know that you've been working around the clock, not just during the week, but on the weekends as well. And I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to share some of your thoughts and experiences with us and uh, with our listeners. So Andrew Pake, Director of Westcare Community Services, thank you. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thanks, Andrew. So um, we're all working in a fog and, and we've never been here before, as we've said, and we're not certain what, what to do or, or how to do it. And none of us have the answers. And as I said, we've been bumbling along and we're hoping that we're heading in the right direction. And, and these are the things we will continue to explore as part of the COVID-19 specials uh, in the Build Beyond Bricks podcast, which is really about building communities. So thanks to you for joining us and and please don't hesitate uh, to get in touch with your thoughts and your questions at any time. Check out the podcast notes uh, for more information and in particular how to get in contact with Andrew Paik if you'd like to speak to him a little bit more about those services. Stay well, speak again soon and goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to Build Beyond Bricks by Western Sydney Community Forum. The region's social development council providing programs, services, analysis and insights. 
To learn more, visit us at wscf.org.au.